Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it is your mate Bags here. Sonia and I absolutely love putting this podcast together for you. Now, if you are loving what we are doing, we would love a bit of your help and it's absolutely free. If you listen to us on Apple, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the little plus button at the top of the app. Or if you listen to us on Spotify, hit the follow button. Now, this lets the apps know that you are loving what we are doing, which is so helpful for us. And also, if you can share this podcast with your friends, it helps us get the word out there. We're now heard in 740 cities around the world, which is absolutely wild. And don't forget, while you're there, make sure you follow our closed Facebook group as well. We feel like we are building a community and we want more people to come and join us. So thanks for listening. Welcome back to Tied Up. It is Sonia and Simon here. And today, Pamela Anderson is one of the world's biggest icons today. She's a global name that has dominated the pop culture world since she graced the cover of Playboy magazine in February 1990 as a Playmate of the Month. But it was her iconic role on Baywatch as CJ that made her a global sensation. More recently, you would have seen she's making headlines again for her new Netflix documentary, Pamela, A Love Story, as well as the release of her memoir, Love, Pamela. This is her story told in her words after so many years of her narrative being told by others. Now today, we're going to discuss the documentary as well as bring up some of the press interviews that she's done around the release of the memoir, and we are super excited to have podcaster, broadcaster, and comedian Michelle Laurie join us on the ride. Michelle, how are you? Hi guys, Sonia and Simon. I am thrilled to bits to be here for many reasons, but also because it is a topic so close to my heart that we're discussing. It is. Well, we saw you put this up on Instagram that you know you're you're fascinated by the whole Pamela Anderson story. So we thought we would get you on today. What is it that you love about Pam so much? Oh, I love Pam and Tommy. I love Pam and Tommy. I've always loved Pam and Tommy and I feel like I've been there. I feel like they're all friends of mine. Like they're all they're they're a brilliant bogan couple I've I've known forever. Like they were neighbours <laughs> yeah. of mine or something, or we went to school together. <laughs> I love these crazy kids. You know, I was there from the beginning. In fact, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but look at a photo of me. My nose swings off slightly. It's got a bit of a swing in it. And that's because my little brother, Petey Poops, and I used to watch Baywatch every Sunday night in real time. And one night he just got like really kind of I don't know, overwhelmed with funny feelings. And he headbutted me for no reason at all. And, um, yeah, and that's why I've got this swing oh. in my nose. And we still talk about that strange event. That's so cool. Like, I was just saying to Bags before you connected, Michelle, it's so interesting because, uh, like, the three of us have very different memories mm. and experiences of Pam and Tommy, say, because she, they span over such a large amount of time and through generations. Mm. You would have grown up with her on Baywatch. I've only ever seen reruns of it. Uh, and and same- my, my memory is of, of Pamela Anderson on, a, on one of my mate's walls on a poster with uh, Kelly Slater. 
Oh, oh, yeah. See, oh, Kelly, the Kelly Slater days. I had no idea, yeah. Michelle, that she even dated Kelly yeah. until I watched this documentary. Mm. The way she's name-checking and reading her diary is so funny when she talks about, like, one boyfriend dropping her off at home and then she then she had to quickly get changed to go over and see Ralph Macchio, her other boyfriend. <laughs> and it's so brilliant, the names of these guys. Um, what David Chokache is one of my favourite names yeah. ever. That's the guy that Tommy got really jealous of her making out with on the set of Baywatch. Yeah, he was so hot. Well, it was a scene. When, it was for work purposes, yeah. son. It was, exactly. Yeah, she's working. <laughs> How do we get paid to do yeah, that? For job <laughs> Let's start off because the documentary does really hit some serious topics and there's so much about Pam that um, I know I learnt and you probably learnt, Michelle and Bags. I think it's important that we bring up what she spoke about early on. So this documentary starts off with her detailing a sexual abuse that she suffered from the ages of 6 to 10. And this was by her babysitter who was actually a female. Email. And in the mm. documentary, her parents described her babysitter as the best babysitter they've ever had. Mm. Um, and Pamela goes on to explain that she wished this woman dead. And when she mm. died in a car accident, Pamela felt it was because of her. I couldn't but I imagine feeling that way, obviously, like I've never experienced an abuse like this, to be that young and not understand what's happening and not say anything to anyone that in itself would just be so horrible to suffer in silence that way. And then as a child, to think that you've killed someone, I think that's an additional burden, don't you think? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously I, I do a true crime podcast and we have a different guest every week and we've spoken to a lot of people who've suffered abuses of, of various kinds, including childhood sexual abuse. And so the results of that, the PTSD of that, the way that trauma works itself out in your life is different for everyone. And I was fascinated by the way Pamela talked about that and by the way she talked so clearly about how then as she got older and found herself being sexualized because, as she put it, these two lumps grew on my chest, <laughs> you know, and so people started sexualizing her. But she sort of took control of it. She saw it as, a, okay, you know what, I'm going to control my sexuality. In my childhood, the control was taken from me and... I'm going to take control of it now. And she felt as though she did that. She was always able to do that. I found that really interesting. It's incredible that she was able to turn a switch at such a mm. young age because, again, remember, she details a second abuse at the age of 12 mm. where yeah. um, she was at a friend's house and, and a male raped her. And I just like to ha for it to happen again and you not tell and you suffer in silence again, not telling mm. anybody. Her mindset is so positive in comparison to so many others that I have seen who've suffered this abuse, you know, and it's amazing to think she must be so strong-willed. Well, yeah, I think she certainly also, though, identifies really negative things that have happened in her life that she knows are associated with it. She knows she's made some really bad choices with men in her life. And she says that's probably got a lot to do with it as well. I think she's self-aware enough about about that. But um, this taking control of her sexuality and trying to use it uh, as a weapon in a way, I thought was a really – she tries to use it as a self-defence. It's a really interesting insight. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like I was like – 
yeah, you should you should use it. Use what you have and make it a positive, and mm. that's exactly what she did. All right, so the doco then jumps to her quick rise to fame. She was discovered at a football game after a camera shot of her on the big screen uh, opened doors for Pamela to start modelling. Now, Playboy contacted her, <laughs> and the rest is history. She was then cast as CJ in the TV show Baywatch, and it was around this time that Pamela meets her first husband, Tommy Lee, now, Tommy Lee, he's, of course, the drummer in the band Motley Crue and was a superstar in his own right. And Pamela and Tommy got married after only knowing each other for four days. And, of course, we saw the footage of their uh, wedding, him in his board shorts on the beach, a few friends around. Looked pretty casual. Looked like a fun wedding, right? Oh, my God. He's amazing. Tommy's amazing. I mean, he was married to Heather Locklear before that, who was another absolute superstar, hottest goddess in America. I mean, he's got game. Tommy Lee has got mad game. Oh, mm. yeah, he does. I've seen – I haven't read the book, Michelle, but I've seen the doco. Oh, it's not – it's, a, I guess, a doco of their life, but dramatised on Netflix called oh, The yeah, Dirt. The Dirt. And Machine Gun yeah. Kelly plays um, Tommy, yeah. and I'm obsessed with Machine Gun Kelly. But he does – I think he does an yeah. unreal job, like – of portraying Tommy Lee. They Me look too. alike, the way he moves, and I learned so much about that band. They were badass, man. Like, what? They had some killer songs. Yeah. Like, I, I had no idea of their music until I saw that, and their music is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. They came out of LA at the same time as Guns N' Roses, and, you know, that, that was a, that whole scene, that, that hair, haircut. They wore makeup, is the other thing. Like, he's rocking around in full yeah. rouge. And, um, you know, like real, real drag makeup <laughs> and leather pants. It was this really incredible scene. Real, again, very sexy. And, uh, they were the kings of it. You're right. That lifestyle. Oh. No one did it better than Motley Crue. That was wild partying days. <laughs> yes. And Pamela tells that great story of, you know, she was at a nightclub. She was like the guest hostess at a nightclub one night. And she bought shots for everyone in the bar, but his ego is so inflated that he just assumed that she'd sent shots to him and him alone. He was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course that hot girl from Baywatch sent me shots. I'll go over and lick her face. <laughs> I know, and then they did a full lick around the table. It was like, pass on the lick. You're going to be doing that now. I am <laughs> All right, so this is kind of when the sexualization of Pamela begins in the press, Michelle. So it's funny you brought it up earlier because, of course, she's on Baywatch on those slow motion runs. Um, late night talk mm. show hosts started to make fun of her and really ta- like take aim at her implants. So we all know that Pamela has implants. Her breasts are amazing. I would say the most famous boobs in the world. And Pamela details just how uncomfortable these comments made her feel. I've got a little compilation that I'm going to play and you'll hear off the back of the compilation Pamela's reaction. Take a listen. Have you ever had work done? Why, yes, these are implants, Larry. Oh, they are? (laughs) No, are they or aren't they? Yes, they are. It was disturbing because I was like, oh my God, really? Is this what we're talking about again? But you roll with it. Who would you want to be and why? I could be you. Why would you want to be me? I'm curious as to why. So I could torture you, ask you about your implants. I don't see how it's so interesting. I think it's kind of inappropriate to ask women those kind of questions. There has to be some line that people don't cross. She handled it so well. She's batting back every time. Um, you know, with people like Jay mm. Leno, and you can kind of yeah. see Jay in the footage. He's quite shocked that she's bounced back. 
But I think if you watched that show at the time, you wouldn't have noticed as much. The lens would have been a bit different for the audience at the time, right? But now you watch it now and you watch how inappropriate Jay's questioning is and you go, holy fuck, why didn't she slap her hand down on the table and say, stop, stop asking this kind of stuff? Well, because I think she is... She is so talented and she's such a superstar and I think that this is the problem with that in a way is that she makes it look so easy that people don't understand the skill that is going on there. She is creating a a great interview for this guy, which is why they had her back on again and again and again and how she became an icon, how she became – because if she had slapped her hand down on the table, everyone would have said, oh, she's nuts. We're never having her back, and that would have been the end of Pamela Anderson. Now, is that because at the time Jay Leno is speaking for the for the audience that is watching, right? She, he's interviewing for the audience, the the view of what the yeah. audience have of her. So, if she was to go against that, she would then not be invited back on that show. I think so, and I think even today, though, people would say. Well, you know what? If you don't want people talking about your boobs, don't get out in the swimsuit and do the slow run on the TV show. You take yeah. the money. You, you know, I think there's always an attitude of you asked for this, you know, you put yourself out there as this, you're in Playboy, blah, blah. Yeah, it mm. makes other people feel like they're entitled to talk about it even though you're not giving someone permission to. Uh, like it's just because you're putting it online or you're putting yourself out there. She's just a really mm. gracious woman. She's got the best comeback, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Like it's just she just honestly goes with it and she's just so – I think her tone is what makes it mm. even more because you can kind of hear the underlining tone yeah. of like I don't like what you just said but I'll I'll answer it for you. Exactly. You know, she is, like she is shrugging that. it off like she, like you're a dirty old man. You're being a dirty old man talking about my boobs. And we're like we in the audience are all seeing her say that to us. She's winking down the camera going, oh, God. Yes, Larry, yeah. I just <laughs> said they're implants once. You're asking me again? You creep? Like we're getting it. She's laughing at him. You know, Michelle, you've spent many years in traditional media. I, you know, have worked closely with you for a short period of time as well. And I think I've seen you do similar things where something might be, you know, something that you don't necessarily like, but you're so clever in the way that you will use your tone and do a similar thing like what Pamela would do, which is get the message across to the audience, but also make sure that the guest feels warm and welcome in that. What a hard skill to do, right? Yeah, well, you try to because you don't want to create an awkward situation where, you know, in the room or, yeah, you you would still want the the situation to be entertaining, I suppose, you know. Is that hard? Yeah, it's a skill you have to learn. And and there's nothing better than when you and the audience are kind of colluding Mm. when you're together. Mm -hmm. That's the best moment, you know. And and when she's with this, someone as powerful as Larry King – and Pamela is the one who's Outing laughing him. at yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah, about this whole boob line of questioning. It's just gorgeous, really. Yeah. It's beautiful to watch. And mm. I just love that she said in the doco and what we just heard where she was like, oh, it's so boring. Like, are yeah. we really still talking about it? They're just boobs. <laughs> like, and she's so right. Yeah, right? It's so common to see a naked chick online. It just... I feel like we're not phased by it in the slightest and I don't think you would get that kind of questioning now. I think she is part of why that is, you know. She really and truly really, you know, is the kind of feminist icon 
who moved the culture forward in her own way. And there she was sitting there being treated like a bimbo idiot with big boobs. And here she still is, though. Mm. Yeah. She is still someone who we want to see, we want to listen to, we want to hear what she has to say and what she thinks. And here she is now talking about so much more important issues. Mm. And as a middle-aged woman, her insights are really interesting. She just becomes more interesting the older she gets. So, you know, that's, that's, I guess, what we were really seeing back then. Only we didn't know it. All right, so three years into her marriage with Tommy Lee, their infamous sex tape was stolen and leaked online. It was in 1996. The internet was very new. And this was the first case anyone had ever seen with a breach of privacy to this extent. In fact, in the doco, Brandon Lee, Pam's son, described it as the very first viral video. And I would agree with that. That sex tape, what really changed the game of how you distribute stuff online and make and monetize it because everyone was making yep. money off that tape except for Pamela and Tommy. Mm. And it that I could not yep. imagine someone coming into your home stealing something that intimate and then just putting it online yep. and you not being able to do anything about it. It's hideous. And for a long time people thought they were part of it. Mm. That they had done it deliberately, they had done it as a publicity thing. I think that hurt as well, genuinely hurt both of their feelings and certainly hurt Pamela. And I think that was the value of the dramatisation or whatever that was, that the miniseries, Pam and Tommy, was the way it really clearly demonstrated how it happened, how it was stolen by someone, a workman who was working in their house on the renovation and how it really played out because – Pamela said, you know, that she she texted Tommy or Tommy texted her just before that show aired and said to her, don't let it hurt you as much this time as it did then. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that was what was really painful. Not only is everyone looking at you having sex with your husband, which I can't imagine, but they're thinking that you want them to. Yeah. And here she is trying to say, stop talking about my breast implants. And then that happens. I know. Mm. I've actually never seen the tape. Have you guys no, seen the tape? No. I've seen a little bit of it, I think, in a radio station. I'm pretty sure I walked into a, a production booth and it was, oh, it no. was on and <laughs> yeah. there was, you know, 15 people in there. <laughs> classic radio. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic, classic scene. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I've only yeah. seen, like, the recreation snippets from Pam and Tommy, the Hulu special, which we will get into. But I do want to bring up um, how the tape was stolen because I just found this story wild. It was stolen by a man named Rand Gorther. Now, he was a carpenter or electrician. I think he was doing both. Mm-hmm. He was working on Pam and Tommy's house at the time. According to reports, Tommy refused to pay them. Uh, I pay a lot of the trades that were working. So as a result, he stole the tape. So, but basically what, what was the catalyst for him stealing it was because Tommy refused to give back all the tools for all the trades that he fired. And Tommy actually put a gun to Rand's head. This is what Rand says, but. This is where the story gets really blurred because in the show, it's so like comedic and dramatized. So you're kind of on Rand's side in a way because you're like, well, I would do that. I'd go back and get my shit. I'd, mm. and I'd want to hurt the person who hurt me. Like when I heard it from Pamela's point of view, I just 
I felt horrible for having that opinion and being like, well, you guys were dicks to your trades, but that's not what happened. And so I understand how it was manipulated and changed. Also, it's never okay to sell someone else's sex tape. I mean, you know, I don't know if Tommy held a gun to his head. It wouldn't surprise me, frankly. But, <laughs> you know, over any dispute, it's n- it's never okay to put another guy's sex tape or another guy's wife on the internet. You know, it's, it's never okay. It's never appropriate. All right, so we're going to continue on about the sex tape because, of course, it is still one of the most talked about things of our time, like we're talking about it right now. But we haven't heard before from how much it affected Pamela from her mouth. She ultimately lost her career because of this tape. And in the documentary, Pamela details the legal battles she and Tommy went through and the strain it caused on them. Here is Pamela explaining how she was treated by the legal teams fighting in the case. And I remember walking into the room, all these guys in there, they had up naked pictures of me. The lawyers basically said, you're in Playboy, you have no right to privacy. That was a little bit shocking. They would ask about my sex life. And I kept on thinking, how am I getting questioned about my sexuality and my preferences and my body parts and where I would like to make love when it's stolen property? It made me feel like I was such a horrible woman. I'm just a piece of meat that this should mean nothing to me because I'm such a whore, basically. How shitty is that she goes to the lawyers who are supposed to be helping her in this scenario and... Who she's paying. Who she's paying. And then they're standing around and making and putting up posters of her naked. And uh, I can picture Mm. the pre meeting to the meeting. You know, I can actually picture how disgusting that would have been, right? Where there's these blokes standing around discussing, let's whack some pictures up there. Yeah, that's like. How fucked up is that? It's so yuck. And in the broader context of their lives, they had two little boys. They had babies. Um, And, you know, when they they started to become a real target of negative press, so when they would go out, as she said, on the rare occasion they'd go out as parents of little kids and her mum would babysit, Mm. like the way the rest of us go out when we've got little kids, Um, they'd have paparazzi screaming, where are your babies, Pam? Where are your children when you're out at three in the morning or whatever? And... Like, again, like like she's a whore, like she's a trashy person, you know. It just changed the whole perception of who she was. Prior to that, people thought she was a sweet bimbo and they loved her on Baywatch and then all of a sudden people started treating her like she was trash. This legal battle took such a huge strain on Pamela. She and Tommy actually had a miscarriage before she fell pregnant again with Brendan and she ended up signing paperwork, giving over the rights to a company called Internet Entertainment Group, which was a web girl, like it's it's basically porn, what you would say a porn site now. Um, And she was told by her lawyers that by signing over the rights, no one would be able to make money off this if you made it available online, which was a total lie. So Mm. she was, again, lied to. She ended up signing those papers just for her own health and to ensure that uh, her son Dylan, because I think she was pregnant at the time with Dylan during the end of the case, and she didn't want anything to go wrong with that pregnancy. Why would they have lied? Why would the lawyers have lied to her about that? Uh, Look, maybe they believed it too. So I don't think anyone knew what to do in this situation. They were getting sued by Penthouse because penthouse were trying to publish the the images mm. in the magazine they were suing other companies online mm. and no one knew what to do because there was never a case like this so i think the lawyers were just like sign this bit of paper give the rights over mm. to this 
website mm. and then now they can distribute it the way mm. they want and they can't make money off it. Yeah, and the internet was so new and the, and the technology was evolving at such a, a rate that they just had no idea how quickly and how easily it, it would be it would explode it would be able to be replicated and shared and all of that they didn't know now she then goes on to explain how she was torn down by the media and the documentary showcases just how disgusting the way Pamela was spoken about and how this privacy invasion affected her versus her husband Tommy uh, take a listen to this world's most famous sex icon you know my favorite part of that video is I mean, doesn't she have the prettiest vagina a pussy taking a pounding like that image she cheerfully exploits on television it was different for me than it was for him. Tommy is a rock star. It all adds to the image of the craziness and everything. But I knew at that point my career was over. Oh, I mean, it's just heartbreaking, isn't it? And mm. and and you can so understand how that would impact their relationship terribly. Um, because I understand what she's saying. He had already, by that stage, sort of, well, I'm not going to say encouraged, but certainly not discouraged really wild stories about the sexual antics of Motley Crue on tour and um, with groupies and all of that. So I can understand what she's saying. I mean, it was only maybe a year ago that Tommy Lee posted a full frontal nude of himself on TikTok. I mean, Tommy Lee is not a shy guy. So I think he was probably saying, come on, babe, get over it. What's the big deal? And for her, it was devastating. You know? I mean, yeah. it is always different for a guy yeah. than it is a girl. I will never send a nude ever mm-hmm. because of shit like that. It lives online forever. You cannot take it back even yeah. if your face is not in it. Mm. It's still like you will still be shamed yeah. by people you sure? that you don't not even, even know. Not even your face not in it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on Snapchat, it's fine. It only lasts a day, right? No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Just make sure your tattoos and all that are... They're a ways, Sonia. They're a ways. You are right. Just be sensible. Play safe. Yeah, come on. But it's true. Like, it's different for a guy. Like, a guy sends a girl a dick pic. We laugh. We send a guy a nude... And it gets spread. Not to yeah, say that yeah. girls, not to say that girls aren't sending the dick pic around, but we don't do anything with it. We just laugh at it. Yeah. It's like whatever. Mm. But a guy will talk to their yeah. friends, and it's in a group chat, and then the next thing you know, it's online, and then it's. So yeah. what about OnlyFans now? You know, obviously that's a subscription model, so you've got to subscribe to well, actually get it. that content. But like. Uh, that's changed. That's completely changed the outlook for especially the younger generation now. I was talking the other day to Michelle Karen from Maths, and um, because she's going to be on our true crime show shortly, because you know she's unfortunately suffered a terrible loss through a scammer, mm-hmm. right? Uh, she's lost a lot of money, and but so I was asking her about OnlyFans. I don't know anything about it, and it was fascinating. For one thing, I was like, can't people, like, share your content? How is that? How does that work? She was explaining it to me that it's up to the company to uh, protect that content so they go after any third parties and shut them down as quickly mm. as they can. But it, it does leak, she, she said. Her content leaks sometimes. but It's a risk, yeah. It is, but you're right. It's just, again, this that sex tape started everything, didn't it? Then it was Paris Hilton's sex tape. Then it was, um, you know, the Kardashian sex tape. And then... By the time by the time we got to Kim's, everyone just assumes her mum filmed it virtually. Yeah. And so then after that <laughs> No one really trusts a sex tape. No one believes for a single second that a sex tape was accidentally leaked anymore. And then that brings us to OnlyFans, where everyone goes, I'm not even pretending 
Hi everyone, it's me, Pay Up. You know? Yeah, it's fascinating. We were on Hamilton Island about three years ago and this couple came up to us in the pool and um, we were like, oh, like, you know, talking about what we did and all that kind of thing. And this couple were like, oh, we're on OnlyFans and we had no idea what it was. And at first, you know, when they explained it, my wife and I were a bit like, fuck, like this is, you know, strange. And then, and then um, she started saying, "Yeah, I'm making like 45 grand a month." And she started encouraging my wife to get on it. And I was, <laughs> and I was thinking, 45 grand a month, like that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 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 And Michelle, Michelle said to me, she goes, you know, I go try to go back to work after maths and she had like proper careers. She was a police trainer and a naturopath yeah. and no one took her seriously anymore. Everyone was like, yeah. oh, you're on maths. Yeah. And yeah. that changed everything. So she's on OnlyFans. Banging 12 mm. dudes at a time. Good on her. Good on her. I mean, <laughs> half your luck, love, you know. <laughs> 12 dudes at one time. Yeah. There's got to be She's there's got to be at least one good one in there, son. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so at this stage, Pamela and Tommy's sex tape is big news. It's everywhere. Everyone knows about it. I guess the years pass and now we're in 2022 and the Hulu show Pam and Tommy or Disney Plus here in Australia drops. And I didn't know this, but Pamela had no idea about this show and she says it in the documentary that she was never approached or asked about this show happening or if she was okay with her story being told. So that was kind of sad to hear because this show had huge stars in it, Seth Rogen, Lily James, Sebastian Stan, all depicting real-life people and I think there's always a little bit of drama when it's a real-life story. Mm. And I want to play you the bit where she's talking about this show from the documentary. You're going to hear her son Dylan at the start and then how Pamela reacts. Take a listen. Why bring up something from 20 years ago that you know fucks someone up? The worst part of her life and making semi-comedy out of it didn't really make sense. It really gives me nightmares. I didn't sleep last night at all. I have no desire to watch it. Not going to watch it. Never watch the tape. I'm not going to watch this. Who knows how they're going to portray it? Nobody really knows what we were going through at that time. They should have had to have my permission. To this day, do not know who stole the tape. I don't want to figure it out. There's no use figuring out anything about it. The damage is done. How does that work? When you're making a, a, a TV series or a show about someone's life, do you have to get their permission or you can just go ahead and do it? I guess so. I guess you can. Probably they'd say that everything in their script is taken from things that are in the public realm already, I guess. But also they would have known that there's no way she'd have given her permission. She's made her position very clear always. Um, So, yeah, there'd be no point in asking her. She's never changed her stance. But I will pull her up on one thing. I did some digging and according to reports, Lily James and the actual showrunner did reach out to Pamela and she refused to respond. Ah. So they wrote her letters, emails. They tried to get in touch ahead. Lily was really adamant in letting her know. This is coming. It's coming. Also, you are being portrayed in a positive light. I actually think they did an incredible job of the story. Yes, a lot of it was dramatized and funny, but it's an it's a, an entertainment show at the end of the day. Um, and there were, and I think it's up to the audience as well to do your own research after, because I know I fell into a loophole googling what actually happened, and then you kind of figure out bits and pieces that were right and wrong. But I did find it interesting that Lily reached out, and Pamela has acknowledged that she said yes, but I'm, okay. I never opened the letter, I never read the email, I don't want anything to do with it, and it should never have happened. She's still really firm on that. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fine. It's still so painful for her, isn't it? It's, a, it's so intense. And I think people like yourself, Sonia, Michelle, you might do the research because you, you're both interested in the story, but I think there's a lot of the audience that would watch oh. it and just come to an assumption after watching a hundred percent, yeah. Like, show without yeah. doing any more research, and that's the problem, right? Like, exactly. she gets judged by eighty percent of the audience. And there were bits in the show that you just felt so bad for Pamela because they actually yeah. did hammer her. It wasn't all light and fluffy on her front. It was harsh, and she. I think Lily James did an unreal job of portraying her. But again, if you, I was Pamela watching that horrible part of my life like she said so many times in the documentary she's never watched the sex tape she doesn't know who took the tape she's never watched a hulu show she wants nothing to do with it it would just dredge up so many bad memories for her but that was the catalyst i think for this documentary and for the book that's going along with it is you know i think that's what made her think oh god i've got to now tell my story one of the things i noticed especially at the end of the Netflix doco was just how her boys are so level-headed and she's got great kids and she's clearly yeah. done a great job of raising those boys with all this craziness that's that's happened in their life. A wild dad like Tommy Lee, those boys yeah. are pretty, yeah. they're good kids. And what about the stepdads? I mean, that moment when, when they're looking at photos <laughs> and one of them and someone goes, where was that? And one of them goes, oh, Detroit. Remember the Kid Rock days, you know, like, oh, God, remember when Kid Rock was our stepdad? Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so random. We should point out Pamela has had. So random. Pamela's been married six times to five different men. So Tommy Lee, who she has kids with, Kid Rock, Rick Solomon, he's the crack pipe yeah. guy. I remember how she said he was on a crack Crack pipe, pipe in, in the Christmas tree. Right, yeah, she's the crack pipe guy. She married him twice, so he must have been doing something, right? <laughs> then it was. She sure did. Then it was John Peters yeah. and more recently. Recently, um, Dan Hayhurst. So they're all her husbands, and um, I think it, yeah. I think it's safe to say that Tommy yeah. was her one and only true love. She said it. She said it in the documentary. So, so I'm watching that, thinking, oh, imagine being his current wife, Brittany Furland. Now, Sonia, you and I know that you know, sort of weird fact, because we both followed her back in the Vine yeah, days. She's like a, you know, she's a TikToker. She's a online comedian and I was thinking god I haven't seen old Brit she's another one I feel like she's an old mate oh god I haven't seen Brittany Furlan in years I wonder what she's doing so I looked her up I don't think she's doing great yeah uh, I agree she is not coping with all this press around and all the honesty around how Tommy treated Pam is really reflecting poorly on her 
um, because there are a lot of hateful comments, keyboard warriors on her social platforms. And she actually posted on TikTok recently saying there's this mascara challenge where um, you do a video and you use mascara as a metaphor. And Brittany actually wrote on the text in her video, so I have this mascara now and I love it. But when I think about how many other people have used my mascara before me, I kind of want to throw up. <laughs> now, mascara is obviously in reference to Tommy Lee. This was only posted a, probably a week ago, if that. Then she posted another video on TikTok where she's talking to her fans and she's kind of thanking them. But then also it feels a little backhanded towards Pamela where she's saying, I've got the best husband ever. And I, I felt like it was a bit of a nasty dig and I'll play it for you guys and see what you think. I just wanted to come on here to let you know that I'm okay because I know people have been checking on me, which is really nice, and I'm I'm good. Don't worry. And don't worry about all the people that are saying all the mean things that they're saying. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's life, I guess. And I'm lucky to have a really loving husband who honestly laughs all this stuff off and could care less. And why wouldn't he laugh it off? Because here's this documentary in which his ex-wife from, gosh, 20 years ago now, is saying... You know what? I've married four or five other guys, but Tommy is the love of my life. I've realized I would rather be alone than without him. He was the only time I've ever been in love. Um, and she's still Pamela Anderson, by the way. <laughs> like this girl, Brittany Furlan, I believe is a pretty insecure little unit. I think she always has been. And one thing I did notice, Sonia, when I saw her is I thought, Hey Brittany, who that? <laughs> because you do not used to it look does like that. Not she look like her. Yeah, she looks. She looks like she looks a bit Pamela now. She's got big right. lips. She's got this heavy eye makeup. She's mm. got this really big hair. Yes, now. yes. She did not used to look like that. Not in the slightest. She's had so much work so done. She's, I also know that she tweeted a couple of days ago. Hey, you know what's really good for your mental health? Living in the now. Oh, oh, bitch, we know what you're talking about. Exactly. And then this is what I think is really troublesome. She posted another TikTok in which she's clearly sitting on the couch. She and Tommy are sitting on the couch. He's watching TV next to her, ignoring her, which is kind of par for the course on her TikTok channel. It's kind of a joke about how she's filming herself all day and he just ignores it, you know, because it's happening all the time. So she's sitting on the couch, done up to the nines, Um He's watching TV next to her, just kind of lying on the couch. She looks down the barrel and says, um, this would be Pamela if I died. <laughs> Whatever. And then and then she shows Tommy sitting next to her, ignoring her. She deleted it four minutes later. Wow, I didn't see that video. I th- I've got a terrible feeling Tommy said, what are you doing? Delete it! What are you doing? Ah, delete it, delete it. That's a hundred percent. Like that's damaging. You don't say put that shit out there. Like I don't understand where Brittany's coming from. Well, she's melting down. She's melting down in the space of twenty four hours. She's gone from hey guys, I just want to let you know I'm fine. I'm so fine. I'm just like everything's fine, and I'm just the luckiest girl in the world to. Sitting next to her husband on the couch going, oh, Pamela wouldn't even care if I was dead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's so dramatic. Like, calm down, doll. <laughs> like, and when I also feel like it's a bit of a fame grab, don't you think? She 
is grabbing at this extra publicity in a way. It feels like that. She's making a new video every day and she's deleting things and she's tweeting yeah. random stuff and it's all erratic, you know? Then I went on a deep dive, of course, into her TikTok and I saw that they have had, she and Tommy have had troubles that have played out in her socials before. There was a boys-only yacht trip that the, she then discovered certainly was not boys only, put it that way, and she uh, <laughs> and she TikToked about it. They and, never are. Uh, then they unfollowed each other. No, and then, you know, and people are like tracking this whole argument. But she she comments back to people, to fans, about their relationship and about how the fight's playing out and stuff. So she's, a, you know, I, I don't know. I think this one, this is one to watch, I'm going to say. And in my yeah. heart of hearts... I'm sorry to say this, but I think and I hope that there is a second chance for Pam and Tommy. Do you think that maybe behind the scenes Tommy is saying a lot of positive things about Pamela still and that is what's driving her crazy? You know, when you're in a relationship and, mm. you know, maybe there's an ex and, you you, you know, maybe the, the current partner kind of has a dig at the person and they say, hey, I really would like it if you didn't say that kind of stuff, right? And then you, the person's a little bit like, oh, fuck, maybe you feel a bit more about Yeah, her. that's a good point. Like he was back in the day. I think he's saying, eh, don't worry about it, babe. <laughs> Give it <a>, those ones. <laughs> And Britney's probably going, ah, you always defend her. Ah. Yeah. But also, Michelle, you're a mother of two and you're no longer with your children's father. Would you not feel a certain connection to to your kid's dad? Like that's just, I feel like it's such a common thing. And if you were to ever get back with someone, I'm not being in that situation, but is that something that you connect with as well, Michelle? I think it's it is the it's the dream always. It's always the dream for the kids. It's always, you know, a lot of people do. Yeah, they do have this connection. And it's making me think about the movie, The Fablemans at the moment, you know, the Spielberg movie, which is based on his childhood, and I was reading about that the real story, Steven Spielberg's parents, you know, mm. broke up during his childhood because his mum fell in love with his dad's best friend, right? Which is what the movie's about. But apparently, in old age, they circled back and got back together. So his parents married other people. She married this best friend guy and loved him, loved him. But then he died when he got older. His Spielberg's dad married another lady. But then when both their partners died, they actually got back together in old age. So... Look, crazy stuff happens in relationships, guys. The heart wants what the heart wants. And I would hate to be a person in between yeah. the crazy chemistry of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. That's all I'm going to say. And and also I think Pamela's saying this stuff in this documentary, I think there's a reason for it. I, I was shocked when I heard her go so hard on that stuff. He is the only man for me, the only time I've ever been in love. I was like, is this a, this is a, a message? message. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Fuck, how good's that? If you get a Netflix doco just to send a message to you <laughs> to your ex. I mean, that's a power that's a power move, guys. <gasps> well, this is this is a couple that he he flew to Carbo because she happened to mention she was having a shoot in Carbo and he said, "I'm I'm going to find you there." And this is the two days after they met and he flew there, he found her, he tracked her down, and they got married. This is this couple, guys. 
it could happen. Mm. I think you're right. There's no love like that now. What do we have? Courtney and Travis Barker to compare. And those two just lick each other's faces all the time. I love them, but also. What about your mate Machine Gun? Uh, MGK. I think Machine Gun oh. Kelly and, and, and Megan actually, Fox, but they're close. I think they're like pretty on par. Yeah, they could be the new gen of Pam and Tommy for sure. Oh. Like they're drinking each other's blood. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I love those guys. Yeah. I do love them. <laughs> yeah, they're having sex on a table in an Airbnb. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Michelle Laurie, thank you very much for joining us on Tied Up today and talking all things Pamela Anderson and Tommy <sighs> Lee. It was a ride. Yeah, it was so good to have you, Michelle. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to just have such a great in-depth conversation about <laughs> Pam and Tommy. Oh, I love you guys. Of course. And, of course, we didn't delve into absolutely everything in the doco. It's worth a watch, don't Definitely, you guys think? Yeah. It's a. It's only an hour long. Oh. Jump on. Have a, have a watch. There's so much more that it touches on. But we just wanted to get into the bits and pieces that we thought mattered most. Well, that is it for today's episode. A huge thank you to Michelle Laurie for joining us on the pod today. Yeah, she's a bloody legend. And God, honestly, her knowledge on pop culture is actually amazing. <laughs> she loves Pamela. She loves Tommy. And she loves all things pop culture. She also loves true crime. Uh, she's got a podcast called Australian True Crime. We featured it on our podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, go and check it out if you yeah. get a chance. If you're into that stuff, she's your girl. Now, coming up next week, we're talking Dr. Phil. Oh, my God. Okay. I cannot believe his show's coming to an end, Bags. We're going to do our top five favorite Dr. Phil moments. How many times were you sick? Either home from school yep. or maybe home from work, Dr. Phil comes on and you think, oh, I'm not going to watch this show, right? No. They do the start. They get you hooked in with the drama that's going on. And next thing you're spending an hour with Dr. Phil. You're there. <laughs> and then you're giving the advice to your friends like it's your fucking advice. Yes. And then your mate goes to you, what do you think you are, Dr. Phil? And you're like, maybe I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. He's been on air for about he's 22 a years. Yeah, so good on him. And really I love that his sad. wife would always sit in the audience and then walk yeah. off with him at the end of the show. Don't you reckon she got sick of that at some point? She was like, nah, for fuck's sake, why am I showing up every show? <laughs> what, what's that about? Is that just to show that he's got a steady relationship? I don't know. Oh, actually, that's a good point. Uh, let's look into that. Let's look into and that. And delve into it next week. Yes. All right, Dr. Phil right here on Tied Up. We will see, see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 